Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that doesn't suck. Now, let's talk tech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Event Tech Podcast. That man over there is the financial Brant Kruger of Event Technology Consulting. And that gentleman over there is the thoughtful Will Curran of Endless Events. Oh, fantastic. That's such a nice word today, Brant. Brant, I'm super excited for this week's episode because we're doing something a little bit different than what everyone's doing. And I think a little bit different than what the rest of the industry is doing. You want to talk a little bit about what, uh, what's going on today? Yeah, as we've evolved this show, one of the things that I really wanted, uh, struggled with, to be to be perfectly honest, is wanting to expose the audience to new technologies without it just having be the traditional product spotlight. Like, come on, and here's what you here's what your thing does, and here's all the benefits, because everything always sounds amazing uh, in that context, and you know, it's it's very difficult to know is this a product that I want to use, and so, um, and then one of the things that I struggle with personally, you know, on you know learning about new uh, event technologies myself is again everything looks great in a demo right it always oh wow that it works perfectly in a demo but it things can work very differently as we know once you bring things to scale once you actually you know get there on site and you have a hundred thousand people all actively using your product at once so it's it's the kind of thing that we wanted to try and bring a new twist to the Kind of the standard product spotlight interview format. So what we've tried, what we're trying to do is encouraging um, companies that want to come on the show or that we want to have on the show, uh, bring one of their customers on so that we can actually follow the customer journey, kind of find out what were the pain points they were looking to solve, what were they doing before they used the product, and then how did the product actually start to help them? How did it make their lives better? Because I think that's going to be a far more interesting thing than just going feature A, feature B, feature C feature D. Um, so I'm hoping that you all uh, enjoy that as well. So that's the goal here. Um, and I'll let you turn it back over to you to introduce our fine guests. Absolutely. And I think that's really important that you bring up too, is that like, we're trying to get people who have used this through and through in large scale formats, and not just in a demo environment or you know, not just us using it for a week in a small conference, because we, you know, we don't have the ability to really test it out. We want real people who have actually used it. So I want to dive on into this. So the ground rules on this is that obviously we um, we want to make sure that we hit all the features and capabilities and everything like that, but we also want that opinion side. So we have two amazing people here with us today, a customer of uh, of of Clicks as well as uh, a representative from Click as well. So Click is a, a fantastic uh, platform. Uh, I'm they're going to explain it way better than I could ever. So I'm going to let them do it. But we're going to start off. We'll get we're going to get to Shanna, who's the customer. But we'll start off with a representative from Click, uh, Simon Saint Germain, um, who is an absolutely fantastic human being, and I have met this man many on occasions, and he's extremely smart, like amazingly smart and he's and i want him to explain a little bit about um simon can tell, talk a little bit about what you do at click and then let's dive into click as itself so you can tell everyone what it is yeah thanks uh thanks for the uh, intro the way over generous intro about the myself I was uh, so the marketing to go with that butter <laughs> yeah exactly oh. um so i'm the marketing director here at click uh and click is a smart wearable platform so we do bluetooth uh devices that are uh, distributed at events for every participant and it is an engagement platform so it engages the attendees to participate more in in, in in the event, be more engaged during the event, but it also generates a lot of data that is extremely useful for event organizers. So uh, more than happy to have Shana on, on, uh, on the podcast today because uh, she can uh, testify on that. Um, but that's, that's the gist of the platform. I love it, I love it. And if you're curious to learn a little bit more about Click and its philosophy around audience engagement, which I honestly think like it's not even a feature of the software, but their just philosophy around audience engagement is the reason why I love it so much as a platform. Um, you should check out Event Icons episode 106, uh, Digital Innovation at Events. And we have Charles, um, who is one of the, I, I guess we say founder slash lead managing directors of Click. He's, uh, uh, he's the president now of the, uh, of the business unit and he's uh, also our director of product. So he's really, really implicated in the, the, the development of the product itself. 
And one really cool thing they did is it was at C2 Montreal, like three years ago, they were doing a study to try to see, figure out if you can measure audience engagement. And we're not talking about just like hand raises, social media, things like that, but truly how can you measure it beyond that? And things like sweaty palms and heart rate and everything like that. And uh, they have a really, really cool case study all about that and trying to understand that. I think that's one of the great things about Click. So let's dive a little bit deeper into it. Um, I want to introduce our other amazing guest as well, with Shana Thomas. Shana Thomas is a fantastic event professional, and I, I, I didn't want to butcher her bio, so I want to give her a chance to sell herself and uh, talk a little bit about how you are so awesome, and then we'll dive a little bit into your process with Click and how you got involved with them. Well, thank you. Um, yes, I work for a nonprofit uh, trade association called Connects. We are a trade association that caters towards multi-site facilities professionals. So education, events, resources, benchmarking, um, any resources that helps them do their jobs more efficiently and basically contributes to the bottom line. We work in the retail, uh, financial banking, entertainment, healthcare industries, and it's a very diverse group that's incredible. Um, it's incredible membership. And our events are even more diverse and be our largest event was called National Conference Connects 2020 is coming up here in April. We had Connects 2019. That's where we debuted our Click product and it was uh, an awesome experience. But overall, what I'm responsible for is finding the latest and greatest and new emerging tech that is on the cusp. Um, you know, it's kind of, there's a loop of reinvention I feel like going on right now in the events industry. And so from a tech perspective, I'm always looking for the next best, like, you know, neurosensors and, and what we're doing here with the click tech in terms of behaviors and engagement. But I'm the resident geek on call here in the office and for our members and just trying to get creative with it. I love it. And uh, just to give, I think, uh, some kind of tech specs related to your event, I'm going to quick fire mm -hmm. you some questions. How many attendees do you have at, uh, at your event? 2,000. Um, how many breakout rooms, general session, that sort of thing? Uh, this year, we're going to have over 40. Awesome. 40, 40 breakouts and then one big general session, apparently. Correct. Ex yeah. Expo hall, I'm guessing, too, with vendors oh, yeah. and everything like that. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what other questions. Uh, and each, how, and each, all of those sessions are being tracked as far as number of people going into yep. each one of those. And then are you using uh, the connecting in the expo? So, like, people are using that for lead, lead management? Lead retrieval, yes. We call it the smart leads uh, okay. program. Yep. Oh, I like that you guys branded it too on top we of it. We do. We, we brand it. We have smart networking and then we have smart leads. I'm going to ask a random question. This is going to get hyper specific for a split second, but uh, how important was it for you to brand the, the smart leads portion to sell it to vendors as well? Because that was obviously a big part of it. Very much so. Uh, in our first year, we did not. We just moved, like focused on the smart networking. Um, mm -hmm. Once we got into this year and we brought in the lead retrieval, Marketing it was very important because you don't have additional equipment. People were like, well, what's the difference of smart networking versus smart leads? So it was, okay, smart networking is about you as an individual and how you experience an event and how passively you can walk through and meet people and you know, go through an education session and get things propagating into this virtual schedule without you even having to pick up your phone, which I thought was mind blowing. And then Smart Leads is about the company as a whole, where you can add in the individuals that you can find out, you know, who's coming into your booth, who's connecting with your booth. You can see the entire attendee experience of that entire team you're bringing in. So it gives you a good KPI dashboard, which to me and to our exhibitors gives them a better ROI and understanding what the impact was uh, for all of the interactions that were going on throughout the entire event. Right, I got a quick follow-up question real quick. I know Brand's got mm -hmm. an awesome question yeah, lined up. Did you sell the lead? Did you increase your, your cost for exhibitors when you introduced smart leads? Like, did you start charging more for exhibitors to exhibit when you did that too? Not at this point, no. Okay, we cool. have not. That was a quick follow-up question I had. And then Simon, I got a question for you. Just so then that way people have the context. When she says smart networking versus smart uh, leads, what are those products called internally for you guys? Um, so then that way if someone's coming to you guys, they can say like, I want smart leads feature. Or I want smart networking right. feature. What are those called for you guys? <laughs> so in terms like, of, call Shana. Yeah, exactly. Call Shana. She, she's, a, she's as good as, as my folks in terms of, of, of presenting the product. Uh, so smart lead is our lead retrieval system. Uh, as Shana mentioned, it's uh, it's 
basically the same type of lead retrieval you will find at any trade shows, but the difference is all the data platform behind it. So having all the contacts in the same uh, dashboard, same uh, uh, control panel from for the exhibitors, but also all the traffic around the booth. So um, that is something that we're able to track. So that's our smart, uh, uh, let's let's call it a smart lead uh, uh, retrieval system. And we also have a smart networking feature, which is a, um, a matchmaking feature on our app that, al that allows the attendee to match with same-minded uh, people according to uh, hashtags, according to interest tags. Um, and uh, we're coming up also with topics. So you're going to be able to have a, some sort of a topic market where you will be able to say, hey, I want to talk about event technology at the event. So uh, we, we're, we're coming up with that as well. So smart match is the networking feature and lead retrieval is our smart lead uh, retrieval system. Mm -hmm. And we had a, a lot of fun. I know you guys did the interest tagging. That was part of our product last year and, and we had a good time. You know, everyone goes to an event and they have their name badge and they want that flair. This is the digital equivalent of flair. So we had, you know, oh, I'm a, a committee member, I'm a board member, but then also we got, we had some fun, meet me at the bar or dog lover. And so is it gave it just more of a personalized experience. So when you started matching up with people, uh, it was really interesting, the relationships and connections that were formed just from not just the important business things, but also that like humanity side to it. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I think that's what, and I think, I hope you'll agree to that. And what we try to do is create technology that has a very strong human side to it. We don't want people to look at their phone and spend their entire events looking at their phones or looking at a screen. I mean, you guys, our clients work way too hard to have people spend their time on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Uh, we want them to interact with each other and, and our technology allows that, whether it is planned, so if we have gamification or contact exchange, but also on plan, just having the wearables flashing during, okay. <laughs> during a meeting or during a conference, we'll have people interact with each other and just ask questions to each other. Yeah, and you bring up a great point that last year we rebranded and renamed our entire company and we did a fresh brand reveal on site live. So when they walked into the general session, we were Prism Association, we had one logo. When they walked out, we were completely, we rebranded the entire show during the general session. We had a keynote speaker, Mel Robbins, um, who's quite well known for the five second rule and a few other things. And we had her be part of that reveal. So we, the entertainment, I guess, function to the wearable device was when uh, the big announcement hit, we had fireworks, you know, the safe ones you can do in a hotel going <laughs> off and uh, all of the LED wearables started blinking different colors and going to the drum beat. We had a drum corps from the Denver Broncos come out. Um, it was just an incredible experience. It's, it's kind of like that sensory experience. Um, and it's like, oh, but it's, not, it's blinking now. And then it increased our usage even more after that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I want to take it a, a couple steps back. Um, did you say how long you guys have been doing uh, the conferences? Uh, it, this is actually, you ready for this? It's our yeah. 25th anniversary of the okay. company. This is our 20th conference. So, oh, wow. so it's been a while. Yeah. And then how yeah. long have you personally been working on the conferences? Eight years. Eight years. Mm -hmm. All right, and now, the, now we get to, when did Click come into the picture? How long ago did you guys start working with them? Oh, it was a great day. Uh, it was December. <laughs> it was such a beautiful <laughs> it was, day. It was a very romantic experience. Um, yeah, it was uh, December of 2018 is okay. when we started talking. Yeah, and uh, my my board is one of those incredibly people who support technology and going into this new emerging innovation. They said, you know, hey, what if we introduce beacons? Will you tell us how much you know it would cost. Tell us what you could do. And I went out and you know reached out through, I'm a member of IAEE, reached out to them and started just calling down the list and, okay, can you send me proposals? Can we talk, can we talk? And it was about a four day turnaround. That's how much time I had to, to pull everything together. Wow. And uh, it was wow. an amazing opportunity and I took it. And so uh, Click was incredible. They called me right back. Uh, I spent about 48 hours working with them till some late nights and we pulled it together very quickly. But originally, they just were thinking, Let, let's do Beacon Tech. Let's do a heat map. Let's do some behind the scenes stuff. Tell me what's going on. Um, and then, you know, was pleasantly surprised by the additional features that we could pull in. Well, that was going to be what kind of my next question is, were you using any kind of this technology beforehand? Um, if so, it looks like maybe not. 
Yeah, um, no, we, we, okay. we, we had a mobile app and, you know, where you do the QR scan, you know, how are, how are you? Let me pull my phone out. Let me put it, you know, interrupt our flow of conversation. Yeah. Um, let me scan your barcode. You know, it was so antiquated. And as I was watching these interactions, the events, I was, I was getting really frustrated because I, I, it's like, call it like that reverse FaceTime, you know, where you're pulling your face down and away from eye contact. To me, that's the second that you've lost that connection or that partnership building, business building experience. And I wanted to figure out a way to get out of that. And I had been working on ways. And so when I saw the capability of the kind of the passive tracking and the passive flow that I, I'm like, this is redefining FaceTime. Now it's your face meeting my face. And, and the mobile app can just stay in your pocket. You don't have to take it out. So, so wow, I can, something I can hire uh, Shana right now. <laughs> so we were, Done, so you were using, track is coming your way you were using qr codes for um for networking purposes yeah. um but not really any kind of session tracking or anything like that uh, you know we did the uh back of the room counting one two three four five six <laughs> okay it was right. fun classic <laughs> uh, sure okay for 40 right. rooms my god yeah so it was awesome you said you said that you you know then kind of got you know uh, higher ups were on board very you know right away like hey let's make this yeah. happen let's make it go um where was the decision kind of originally where did it kind of come from like that that you wanted to be able to to have more accurate data that you wanted to be able to have more accurate networking was that mainly coming from your side or was it coming from uh, the stakeholders kind of uh, above yeah i think it was a mix of both okay. um I, I have an entrepreneur background, and so when I came back into the nonprofit sector and, and working in technology, you know, an ROI is very critical. And when you have sponsors who are giving a large amount of money and exhibitors who are investing a large amount of money, you know, everybody hears it. There was no traffic on the floor. I didn't get anybody walking by, and, and it's all very subjective. And it's so frustrating because you're like, wait, I, I counted so-and-so and, you know, but it's, he said, she said, and, and really you can't measure it. And I'm a very hard data type of personality where I didn't like the fact that I couldn't say, you know, this is how many people walked into the exhibition hall. This is how many people were on your row. And, and so this solution for, for me just was the right thing to do by the member and their investment. It was the right thing to do for us in terms of, you know, we're growing as a company, you know, we're going into more verticals, we're expanding outside of retail and having retailer members like we have, you know, like the gaps and the, and, and those guys out there who are so sophisticated in their own technology. And they're looking at a nonprofit going, Hey, let's up the game. I'm like, we have different budgets. Mm -hmm. And then that's why, you know, Jonathan Bauer, who was our president at the time, he, you know, works at Gap. He was like, you know, okay, wh what do you want to do? What is it going to take? And you know, he started that conversation with our CEO, Bill Yannick. And so it really came from emerging, you know, not even just wanting to do it for the association side and the event management side and wanting to be the absolute best we could on the back end. It was from, you know, now we can say, okay, you know, if you buy that lead retrieval system, you can tell how many people walk in your booth. What was the exchange? And it's not even just about the booth, you know, that's an office at a show. And, and when you're walking through and, and you're, team that you're bringing, your booth show staff, your exhibitor delegates, they're going to education sessions, they're networking, they're going to, you know, like this year we've got Jim Gaffigan who's going to be at our show and Andy Grammer who's our closing entertainment. Those are all part of your networking experience and, and those are all part of contact building. And I'm going to tell you, I've seen more deals made on a dance floor or sitting next to each other at a keynote session than, you know, that booth walk by but it's still important that you measure it. So not only are we measuring that, we're measuring the networking experience just from the human to human standpoint and, and just overall. I'm, so I'm, I think the thing I'm most impressed by is you said it took you four days basically <laughs> to get this all rolled out. Um, yep. And that's including implementation time, correct? To like that, you turning it on and logging in and integrating into the existing app and things like that. Okay, hold up for there. Four days for the budget creation. Seemed a little fast. But All right, right. Like, so what wow. was it, what was like the timeline kind of like yeah. implement? Because that was one thing I've had clients ask about is like, I my events in three months. Can we make it happen? And I know the salesperson's answer is yes, but like, is that stressful? Is it not stressful? Like, so December twenty eighteen is when or when you decided. Mm -hmm. When was the conference? Uh, actually, uh, April twenty nineteen. So four so four months later. What was yep. that kind of timeline looking like for implementation and everything like that? It, it was 
absolutely fantastic. So we got the contract signed around mid-January. So we really were looking at February is when we got access to the platform. Um, we were assigned our project manager. And I think what I was so impressed with, and I've seen the company build on, and I, I think it's, it's important that they continue to build on this, is in other platforms that I had been in with mobile apps, it was on me to upload floor plans and map them out booth by booth. It was on me to go and get things approved by the store. And you know, we have our own Apple developer licenses and, and all of that fell on me. All of a sudden now I had my project manager, Andrew calling me saying, what can I do to help you? And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I, what? <laughs> Are <laughs> yeah. you serious? Or are you just being nice? He's mm -hmm. like, no, what, what can I do? And um, you know, learning it and turning around, I'm, I, it was an, a, a great flow between all of it. So I'd say, you know, we probably got it off the ground about 45 to 90 days. I don't know if that's what Click wants me to say publicly, but it, it works, you know, so if you have a quick turnaround time, it's definitely possible. Um, you know, I do know that I'm a little bit of a super geek. So I tend to, you know, love to read background blogs. So I was reading a lot about Click and reading about other experiences while all this was going on. Um, but yeah, it, it was definitely possible to do. Yeah, I, I was going to say I think I think Shayna is an exceptional client in terms of of learning and, and understanding the platform extremely quickly. Uh, but we do understand that that it's not all of our clients that are major geeks <laughs> like that. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. And it is it is a lot of it is a lot to ask for event organizers, as Shayna was saying, who were starting from counting on pieces of paper or like those little clickers at, at the entrance of a room to having smart wearables deployed around and whatever it is, the learning curve is high. So that's why we have a dedicated project manager to every project, to every client, and they're there all the way. We're not the type of people who are just going to send a, 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 an access code and a password and a button and a box full of wearables and be like, bye and have fun. Like that's, <laughs> that is absolutely not what we do. Uh, it is not the type of service that we provide. And, and in terms of, of time to turn around, I can tell you that three months to us is like, ugh more than enough that was uh, gonna be my loose. question is if was that was that fast too fast luxurious oh, it sounds like that was a the, really it, move. all right look let's be honest i would love to have three months for every event the reality <laughs> is that we are a last in a last minute industry uh, for a, a lot of the times um so we will turn around extremely quickly uh we come from the entertainment business we're used to that type of of, of turnaround so uh, uh so we can do it extremely fast i think that three months is wonderful it's beautiful is there a, a, a limit like one week out crazy stupid idea I, th I think like one week out we would turn it down. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll I'll be honest. I'm don't repeat it. Although this is a point. It's just us. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just no, it's just just the four of us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, we just said yes to an event in two weeks. Um, in Scotland. It's all hands on deck for that one. Yeah, exactly. And this is going to be a reality show, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're filming it. We're putting it online. Awesome. And somehow at the end, someone's getting married. But um, yeah, I, uh, I mean, we do say yes to a lot of, of, of crazy schedule when we know we're going to be successful. The one thing that we will never do is say yes to something where we or our client will not be successful. Mm -hmm. um, if we know we're gonna not going to deploy or it's going to be a bad experience for the attendee or for our client, we're going to decline it. I like it. Um, yeah. I'm curious to know, Shana, um, man, I got a couple of questions, but I'm trying to figure out best order. Let's do this one first. Um, so we talked a little bit about like, it was that four days or so of the, like solidifying the budget, get probably getting quotes back and forth. What was kind of the, the purchase process like? I'm guessing you went to click.com, submitted the contact form, you know, how many different salespeople did you have to talk to? What sort of information did you have to get them to get an accurate quote? Can you talk a little bit about that process? Yeah, uh, I submitted the form and it was about seven o'clock on a Friday night and 45 minutes later, I got a phone call and uh, his, his name was Mark and he, uh, he calls and he says, uh, how can I help you? And I'm like, holy crap. Hot <laughs> well, hi. Uh, you know, he's like, how many, you know, what can I do? And I told him my timeline. And I said, you know, I really apologize, but this is a tremendous opportunity. I don't want to lose it. Um, so, you know, how, what, what can I give you and what can you give me and what was our turnaround time? And so, you know, it was a lot about how many attendees do we have? 
um, where we were going to be located when it was uh, what we were looking for. And, and so, you know, in the initial inception last year, it was just about getting that beacon tracking. And, and I'll be honest with you, at that point, I didn't realize the expansiveness of the smart networking. And then as through more conversations before we signed the contract, I just started seeing all these dots. And then I just started seeing all these connections start forming. And uh, my VP, Leanne Norton, she's been in the industry for quite some time. She and I have a great relationship. And you know, I, I say she's who I want to be when I grow up. But she, she gives me a lot of, of trust and, and freedom in terms of, you know, go out there and, and paint me a picture, tell me what's possible. And so, you know, it, that turnaround time, it was just unbelievable. And so he you know, sends me a first draft. I'm like, okay, what's an option? You know, what things can I say are, are must-haves in terms of zone tracking? You know, what do I need to have? What's my equipment? You know, the other thing that was great is a lot of people will throw technology onto a floor and they don't think about their hardline drops. They don't think about their, you know, how it's going to weigh down their Wi-Fi. Do they need dedicated Wi-Fi? All of these caveats, you know, I kept asking and I got quick answers back to everything. Um, so that was incredible. And, and even to the second year, uh, the new technology that they're deploying, I don't have to do the hardline drops anymore. And so now I'm saving a little bit more on that and I can move that fund into, that's when we went into the lead retrieval. Um, so again, it's just expanding my service and now lightening my load on the back end. So. Amen, sister, on the uh, not just throwing technology onto a floor and hoping oh. it works. Well, and, the, and, and two, last year was, we didn't have any integration, you know, because at that point, your registration, our, our registration was launched, our website was launched. Um, so it was a lot of, okay, how can we um, sort of take all these data packets and, and piece it together for an on-site experience? And, you know, there were some definite growing pains in the background. Because if you change the email address in the registration system, that was an API over into the click system. So, you know, it could overwrite. So you had to kind of sync everything up. And I also had a, another mobile app tool at this point that wasn't connected to Click, And so you, you, we were literally having to change it in three places. And by, I think the second hour of registration, we just had it in a groove. And so this year we had everything integrated. Um, so registrations going in, we've got, you know, our exhibition exhibitor, you know, with A to Z personified, that information's coming in. So our attendees, our exhibitors aren't having to input information, you know, three or four times. Um, you know, we have artificial intelligence at our show this year with Echo Shows and virtual ambassadors. And that API is now being connected into Click, so it can read the schedule, it can read the sessions, it can read the presenters. So literally we have a one-stop shop experience that's going to be across the board. I, I feel like it's going to be pretty impressive. I'm excited about it. Um, so I kind of want to follow up. You started to kind of tease a little bit about what I was actually going to ask about. What does your event tech stack kind of look like right now? So, you know, what did you replace with Click? Um, and what did you decide that you wanted to keep on its own, uh, for example? And, and maybe you can just go through like each tool, what it uses for, and, you know, also how it integrates potentially with Click. Because I know it's a big, strong point of Click. Well. Ooh, yeah, a big time. So our, our registration system that we use is a, a longstanding relationship that's been great is with MCI. And so we have a good online system that gets everybody registered. We've got um, exhibition coming from A to Z, which has been great because they've got floor plan and it's searchable. And then it also can API over into click. Um, I, and I'm going to say something that's going to make you guys, you're probably going to crawl under your desk with this one. Okay. Um, so, you know, CMS systems are a conundrum right now. You can get the gamut of costs of uh, back end, front end experiences. And I, uh, being the geek I am, I've, I said, you know, I'm just too frustrated with hard coding. You know, I'm tired of that WordPress, tired of that. So I started looking at Wix. Don't laugh. Go ahead, laugh. I mean, I'm ready Not for gonna. it. And, and, you know, and, and man, their developer tools have blown me out of the water. The widgets, the, the cross-end, you know, I can create databases that can API as well. And so what I loved about, you know, bringing Wix into it is it gives me a great marketing site. Then as we dump all of this information, you know, the event experience into Click, what I love is that it's almost a, I would almost call it more of a networking platform. Um, I've been challenging Click, and, and this might surprise Simon, or he, there might be a dartboard with my photo on it. I'm not really sure when she comes up with these great ideas. I said to him, I'm like, you know, let's look at how we can make our schedule public from the Click platform because I'm having to go out and maybe use a plugin like Timely and Wix to showcase our schedule to look fancy and, and impressive. But 
what if I can skip that step and, and look at the schedule that's in click and you guys can, uh, you know, check it out there. And then I'm not putting in information twice. You know, there's a lot of crossover in that sense from the attendee side before they even make that decision to become the attendee. Mm -hmm. um, I think also too with Click, if they can continue to grow um, the back end in terms of plug and play. And, and right now we do a, a little bit of emailing, but I know they're setting up the platform to be where I can go in there at 2 a.m. and dump information in and I'm not sending a bunch of emails, but yeah, it's, it, the stack is, is pretty sophisticated. I'm working with the Freeman through the new Fusion line. I did beta testing for them the last 18 months and that's an impressive platform where now we can get into virtual ambassadors. And so that's feeding off of information. The chatbot's gonna be uh, integrated into Click and the mobile app. And the cool thing too is, is that it's a cloud experience. Um, it, I'm one of those who are ready for the app stores to go away, especially for events. I love the fact that it can be just, you know, go online, go to the internet, open up on your phone. You don't have to download an app all the time, but you can, it's still there for those who want to do it. So it's just, the stack is, is deep and wide and it's a, a mind map of spider and I'll show it to my, uh, my VP and she's like, I'll start in about five minutes and then I see her eyes glaze over and I'm like, okay, I'll stop now. So it's, you can tell I'm pretty passionate about it, but uh, I was gonna say, dang girl, you want to host a podcast about event technology? Cause that's, that's some, that's some good stuff right Will there. Just got, Will just lost his job. Yeah. <laughs> How are you with random adjective generators? Well, it, it's really funny because uh, the IT director here, Nick, he's a, a good friend of mine and a great teammate. And he goes, Oh my God, you are the third party platform queen. Because we'll be in a meeting and somebody says, I wish I knew how I could do this. And I'm like, you know, I just read over the weekend, look up this. And then that actually APIs into that. And then that way you wouldn't have, you'd save like eight hours of work. And they're like, what? And Nick's over there going, how do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> so, Well, speaking of easy to use platforms, how's that for a segue? Huh? segue. Uh, although I think it ruins the segue when you point out the segue. Um, <laughs> I, just want to take, I just want to take a moment to, to talk about the Event Leadership Institute. That's an easy to use platform. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, I mean, we'll all, we talk about it all the time, you know, that, you know, one of the best ways to get educated is to go to a conference, right? That's where you've got all the education sessions and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But these conferences, right, they're fixed moments in time. What happens if you have to work an event over the same time as that conference? What happens? Oh, you miss a whole year of education. You've missed out on a whole year of education. What happens when, you know, you, you're unable to attend that conference or you have to choose between conferences because they're going on at the same time? What if there was an online platform that's cheaper than attending a conference where there's no contracts, you can cancel at any time, and you can work on your professional skills on your own time? Oh, well, tell Shut me more about up. this. Shut <laughs> up. Shut the front door, right? <laughs> that is what the Event Leadership Institute is all about. It gives you an opportunity to work on individual classes um, where you can take these, you know, five-week classes, six-week classes on diverse topics, um, ranging anywhere from the technical meeting uh, and event production class that I work on to, you know, wedding planning classes to all kinds of specific niche markets in the events industry, in the meetings industry, but also things like helping grow your business, right? How do you start? How do you get started in the event industry? How do you actually work on your professional skills? So they've got all kinds of different individual courses, courses and classes. They've also got a monthly subscription plan so you can Netflix the heck out of it, right? You can take Ooh. the little bits and bobs, take, you know, a little bit here and a little bit there. You know, this week, I think I'm going to binge watch the technical meeting and event production class. Next week, maybe I do I'm going to take some business professional classes. They've got all kinds of different topics on business and sales, creativity, design, technical production, career building, plan planning and logistics, strategy, ROI, all of these things that have become so important in the meetings and events industry, you can build those skills and you can do so at the Event Leadership Institute. A lot of those courses are going to qualify you for CMP credit. Huh? Got to get those credit hours in. So you're going to be able to apply a lot of that education credits to your CMP. Find out more at eventleadershipinstitute.com. We've also set up a special nice short code for you so you don't have to type all those letters. E-L-I the number four dot me so eli four dot me slash etp and we want you to be sure and go check out the event leadership institute and we thank eli for sponsoring the event tech podcast and so bringing us right back into this week's episode um 
I, I want to I'll get a little hard for a minute because, right, like I think we've all getting really excited as we're listening to this going, man, this for most people probably listening to this, uh, they're probably feeling like, wow, how much money is Click giving you to be on here? By the way, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> um, we reached out yeah. to them. We would they had to volunteer, bring on customer, do all that sort of stuff. So we appreciate you guys. So I want to get into a little bit of the harder stuff and prove to everyone this is not an ad. There's obviously a fit for every technology. A technology is not for everything, right? So I want to hear from you guys. Where do you feel like when it comes to events, what is Click not for? What is not a good fit for Click? And someone maybe out there might say like, okay, that fits into like what I'm doing. I probably shouldn't reach out to them because we do it kind of salespeople all the time. We're like, we're kind of like qualifying and making sure they're good to go. Oh, what yeah, what do you guys feel? Oh like? yeah, we can do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most salespeople will say they can do anything. Um, but when you really drill in, you find out that there are actually specialties and, and specializations. So let's maybe start with uh, like a simple, some very simple stuff. Like, is there a, a attendee cap, like, like number of attendees that it can kind of hit or a minimum that you guys would want to hit? In terms of, in terms of minimum, we're, uh, we're always looking, I think that cost wise, it makes sense for over 500 people, I would say, uh, but it really is a cost perspective. Uh, platform wise, doesn't really matter. Um, in terms of adoption also less than 500 it's a bit weird to go an event for i don't know 100 people you kind of don't need a smart wearable to connect let's be honest about it um and now in terms of of max we've just uh, we did the uh, uh uh the world scout jamboree last year last summer it was 45,000 kids uh in uh, i think it was south carolina if i'm not mistaken um uh, so in terms of scalability we haven't reached the limit of the platform yet so that's that's yes. not an issue at all is there a style of event that doesn't make sense? So it's um, primarily, obviously targeting primarily corporate conferences, exhibit yeah. exhibitions, things like that. We often get contacted for, uh, uh, you know, B2C uh, brand activations. Like they're looking for subscribing to a newsletter and, you know, all, all those type of things are not really fit for us. I'll, I prefer to be straight honest. We're really concentrating on a B2B conference uh, uh, type of say power user and, and so on and so on types of settings um, b2c brand activation are less our wheelhouse thanks um, brand feel free to quick fire with me as as well um, is there so we talked a little bit about timeline as well but um, obviously we hit on that one um, maybe this is an easy one but like budgeting standpoint too is there like a if you're not willing to spend if you're not spending money on event technology already is it kind of like one of those things where you're like they don't if they've never had a reg platform before like what sort of things do you kind of qualify on on that uh standpoint as well oh we never discriminate we try not to discriminate <laughs> but i i think come one come all <laughs> yeah exactly but I, but i think i i think we ha also have to be uh realistic and to if you're if you're working with a client that is you know using registration on a piece of paper and then then they're not using an app and and whatever and to for them to jump on board into smart wearables and tracking and beacons and whatever whatever it is i think it's going to be a lot of work where when you work with a client like shana as you've heard thus far she's extremely knowledgeable of the technology out there so it's it's a lot more easier um but yeah, we don't discriminate. Uh, uh, and I think that if you're an event that doesn't have any technology in, in 2020, um, uh, maybe, maybe click is not for sure. The first step, uh, the first step in, but there is, there's multiple things that you should try first for sure. There's something we were going to kind of ask later, but I want to kind of hop in at this moment, Shana, and say, okay, to to that, is there something that you would want to move over to to click that you're not comfortable doing so yet? So like, you know, they've got that capability, but I'm not quite ready to give that particular egg in that basket. Yeah, yeah and, and it's kind of sad because, you know, in the events industry, there's that mentality, you know, is live events going away and virtual events um, I'm, I'm a little in the back of my head, I'm going, okay, I, you know, budgets are being cut. There's all kinds of concerns, you know, coming on the horizon right now with, you know, what's happening in our world is, you know, how will it affect events and attendance? Um, you know, if for some reason we have to go into a virtual situation, if we want to move that way, you know, how, how is that going to impact it? I'm a little curious about that. And, and two, with our smaller events, I, I, 
the excitement coming off of our large event, every event now they're like, where, where's the button? <laughs> and I'm like, it's not here. You're, you're at top golf. <laughs> and there's, yeah. there's a hundred of you. And, uh, there's some beer and some nachos. I don't, I think you'll be okay without the button for here, you know? Um, it, and they wanted to take it home as a souvenir. And I'm like, wait, 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 please return that. That is money. Please send it back. Um, and I, I, our members were incredible. They, I got FedEx boxes of like two buttons. It was great. Um, but yeah, I think what I envision, and I might blow Simon's mind by saying this, is, is this is what I, I would want long-term is, you know, you go on LinkedIn and that's connections that, you know, you, you know, you don't know. And, you know, like I have 8,000. I don't know all 8,000 of those people. It would be awesome, but I, I don't, and I like connecting with them. But I look at the next generation of, of Click as being, I can provide our Connects members with their own version of LinkedIn that is a reflection of every event that they attend throughout the year. And it's every per person that they've clicked with, every person that they have commonality with. And it becomes a 365 tool that they log into because they have access to the platform all year. It's not just during the event and that they go on there and they chat back with these people. You know, one of the things that I got to do is, is we had our event at the Gaylord Palm or Gaylord Rockies in Denver and last April and May, I got to go to C2 in Montreal right after. So I saw it from my event experience and deploying it all the way into actually experiencing it as an attendee. And what that allowed me to see was, whoa, you know, this has so much more potential. You know, I, we got into the brain dating and, and at first I was very frustrated because, you know, C2 restricts what you can do education wise. And I'm like, what do you mean? I want to go to all four labs in one day. You're, you're, you're holding me back. And um, there, that's when they you know, kind of said the topics. And so I realized, wait a minute, I can create my own education track off of what I was looking for, which was about dashboard analytic tools and bringing in, you know, 20 different data streams into one data lake and I can you know put out these things and chat with people from all over the country so I created my own education track alongside what I you know had gone there to see and I could see you know from their schedule and I kept thinking you know I've been talking to those people from Montreal and C2 all year long I mean Ireland all over the world and I see for our members being able to go and say you know I connect with you a national and then now we're going to go to a mid-year connection event in New York or Toronto or or Dallas, and I can connect with you again, you know, maybe what happens if I connect with you at an event for a second time? You know, how does those, how did the year to year multiple event experience happen? And then, you know, now we're messaging through the platform and then, you know, growing and sharing that community. I think if we can keep them into one platform and not have to send them out to another sign up or another platform to do something else on, you know, I would love to have all of the attendees just have one place to go and it's ready for a connects event uh, and they just log right in it's, it's the favorite on their their internet browser you know it's the first place they go when they wake up in the morning that would be incredible yeah i i think it's something that that we're for sure going to be looking into because you know I, I think you said you mentioned something extremely interesting talking about community the click community yeah. uh, or the connects community um there is a community that is building uh, out there and we have, uh, we've been working on this. We've launched a product about four years ago, actually four years ago. Um, so it is still a brand new platform and a brand new product. So this more meta uh, situation where people could uh, connect uh, uh, between events is something that we're looking at for sure. And, and, but the reality is we're never going to replace LinkedIn or, or Facebook, right? Right, yeah. uh, well, if we are great, but I strongly <laughs> doubt that we will get to that point. I only um, want a 10% cut just right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll give you shares right now. Awesome. Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, you can, if you log in, you know, that, that, that project faces a lot of, of challenges because right. you often doesn't use the same kind of login and so on, you know, if you want to get into details um uh so we don't know if if we're you if you're using the same platform but anyways yes it is something that that we think is is interesting and and for sure we're going to look that way i like it uh simon do you have any other things that you think internally that you as click know that you guys could do better um i'm sure there's all tons of things that we can do better i mean 
again, we started off the, 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 the platform four years ago. And, and I remember the first time I presented it, I joined the company four years ago. And the first time I presented it to uh, the C2 folks uh, out of Montreal, uh, there was two wristbands bumping each other and created co a contact exchange. And we were really excited about it. And then they looked at us and they were like, all right, what else? And that's where we started to develop an app, a schedule and a scheduling tool and so on and so on. And when I look at the tool, uh, what it is today, what the platform is today, I'm blown away and, and excited at the same time. And I think there's a lot of things that we, we could most likely do better. And I think that our smart networking feature, for example, could be slightly better. Good news is we'll be working on it uh, soon. Um, I think that the way that we use and leverage the data that we uh, generate could be done better. Um, talking about recommendation engine, for example. So if you attended uh, X number of session with a certain topic, we would recommend you the other session uh, that has the same type of, of uh, information. Ooh. Same thing for uh, for networking. So I, I think those two uh, those two uh, uh, things we can do better for sure. Awesome. All right. So um, I realized we, we started talking about like things we think we'd do better, things we wish that we liked or haven't moved over. But I want to give you guys a chance maybe to do like your top three. What are your top three favorite features of Click? Um, I think that we'll probably try to expand more on this. Obviously, everyone can go to the site to learn more, do demos and get full list of features. But what are your like top three favorite features if you had to nail them down? Um, I know they're making the, oh my gosh, the deep thinking thoughts with all the features. <laughs> um, I, I will say that I think um, I, while you guys are kind of ruminating over this, I, I love the fact that you guys talk about how it doesn't require a phone to use. You can use a phone to review or like your timeline to see who you connected yep. with. But the idea is like it takes two seconds to literally just tap your badges to each other or whatever it may be. And I think that's one of my favorite features because it allows for more human experiences and pulls us as Brandon and I had talked about, away from technology and not making it the pure focus. So, Okay, before you go to your second one, I'm going to jump in. Because this was one thing, um, and, and I'm, I'm kind of guilty. You know when you meet people at shows and you don't remember their name, but you maybe remember what color hair they had. You're like the guy with the spiky hair with the, the thing. And uh, I met him on a Tuesday, and I can't remember when. The, that virtual timeline is such an ROI where you don't have to think about it. It passively comes together. And so you're like, I know I met him on Tuesday, so you can just scroll through that sucker. And you're like, yes, Tom Jones, that, that is who it was. I, I think that is, is great. And it helps people not lose the business card or the one you stick in or the red notes on the back. I think that to me, even personally as an attendee was uh, awesome. Like it. Simon, you want to go for maybe one of yours? We can just go round table yeah, around yeah, this. Yeah, no, I'll, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that. I, th I think, you know, we tend to not go back to the basics of, of what the, 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 the wearables allows us to do. And so the contact exchange, and of course, you need to have your contact somewhere. So the timeline comes with that for me. Uh, I think the contact exchange feature is, is of course, one of the, the, the first feature, if not the first feature we, we created. I think that that's great. Um, I think the gamification aspect also is insane on the platform. And I, you know, we, we talk about a lot in our industry about gamification, not often is it done well and not often is it, is it exciting. And I think, you know, it's a, I'm the marketing director of the thing. So I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I think we do it well. I think we do it extremely well. Um, it's working very, very, uh, very well during our events. Like when we deploy gamification, we can see an engagement uh, factor going up by 10 times when we have gamification. And it can be super simple winning a $500 ticket to something. Like it doesn't have to be a Porsche. It can be a small price. Um, and then last but not least, I think is for the event organizer, the platform itself, the data that it generates uh, uh, and what you do with it is really kind of up to you. There, I have some cues as to what we can do with it, but I think that the data that comes out of the platform is insanely useful in 2020 for any uh, uh, event organizer. And and you know we we like to say that it that Click is the Google Analytics of event, and and I think that's where we're going for sure. Awesome. All right, no, Shane, you got you got two more. Oh, yeah. Um, so. Simon, like with our event, because I know that we sort of blew the the 
I don't know, the hat off of it, the bucket off of it. I can't think of the Southern term. I'm from the deep South. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so with a 2000 person event, what's the normal amount of contact exchanges do you guys see? Mm, that's a very good question. I would say it's, it's around between seven and 10 per person, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I, I honestly don't know if that's your numbers, um, but I think it's around seven and 10. But if you have gamification, it can go way higher. So here's what we ended up with last year, a total of 60,000 contact exchanges. <laughs> we had an average of 35 to 40 per person. Wow. It was, yeah, it, and you know, a lot of it had to do with, it impressed not just the attendees, you know, Mel Robbins was there and, and she saw it and she, you know, pulls me backstage and she goes, what is this button? And I told her, and she changed, she went off script from her presentation and she said, everybody stand up right now. And I want you to take the next five minutes and go connect with the person. You don't have to pull your phones out. You can just walk away. And Andrew called me from the, our you know, hub center, our war room for, for tech. And he goes, what is happening right now? He goes, the contacts just like shot through the roof. Why are they all and, going off at once? And, and I'm backstage like jumping him down going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And, you know, and then Jonathan Bauer, our chair at the time, he did the same thing. You know, he, he took it, you know, we're rebranding about connection. You know, he's like, this is the future of connects and holding up that button. And, you know, it's like, I still get chills down my spine over, over these things. I told you I was a geek, but uh, the, the fact that it had that kind of an impact and it was brand new technology and we had fun urban myths come off of this where there were attendees who were like, you know, in order for this to really work, the, the two metal things have to touch just for about a couple of seconds or, you know, it's better if you tilt it a little to the right. And I'm like, guys, you don't even have to touch it. You can just, you know, and it, it became funny. And so we, you know, in the back staff office, we were making up the urban mess of click. Um, but it, it, that was probably one of my favorite things was that, you know, here this was happening on the front end and I could have our behind the scenes team with that data, they could in real time tell, something was happening that was exciting or something that was happening that was, you know, I don't know, something could have been bad with electricity. He's like, what's going on? Is this for real? And I'm like, it's for real. So that excitement, you know, to experience and then be able to capture that, that's probably my, my number two. I like it. All right. Now you have one more left. One more. Okay. I can do this. I can do this. God, there's so many. Um, I, I don't think we've really given it enough credit. And I think that's the, the, the data and the analysis of it post-show, you know, I, they take Can you it talk about the analysis hours? of it. Yeah. yeah like, uh, I think yeah. we haven't even talked about how we like, haven't. yeah, click, click does that. Um, so, you know, you, you can add on a portion to it. And, and I know that Simon can talk more about that. And basically their team goes in and analyzes the data. So after the conference, they give me a call and they say, you know, what do you want to know? How do you want to break it down by reg type? So, you know, we have our buyers, we have our sellers, our FMs, our suppliers, um, you know, how are the education sessions? What do you want to know? And, and so I'm able to do these reports in aggregate um, to kind of tell me what that whole back picture was, you know, a real time data heat map of, of how the flow went, where people were, where people weren't, what went well. Um, you know, they do a, a good couple hour presentation with our entire team. And, you know, we go through, we can dive deeper, then you can go even deeper with the raw data. And I think too, you know, they do a great job of keeping it forefront and center. It's, it's just like any data collection, you know, privacy always comes up as a big issue. Like, are you tracking me going to the bathroom? And I'm like, no, no. Um, <laughs> I am not. No. Um, and, you know, it, it, to me though, you know, my mom worked at the FBI. So I, I am sure you can imagine I was super wild growing up. No. Um, but, you know, data and privacy concerns, you know, I grew up with that in, in terms of things. And I'm like, number one, privacy really doesn't exist anymore. But backing up, you know, we don't sell data. It's in aggregate. You are protected. You do know the policies. And, and those are the things we take seriously. And it, it's about making a better event experience and, and all these things. And so that came into it. And, and I think my favorite part of all of that from analytics, and I know I'm wandering a little bit with this statement, is that, you know, we do offsite tours. Like we went to the Denver Broncos, we went to Top Golf, and my biggest surprise was they were making connections offsite, and I forgot to ask the question. What happens if they go outside the zone, and they're at the Denver Broncos Stadium, and I'm over here in Aurora, 
at, at the Gaylord, what, do they come through? Are those contacts saved? You know, and, and sure enough, I was pleasantly surprised because the member said, oh my gosh, all these connections I made over the Denver Broncos stadium, I got back to the hotel, everything synced up. And I'm like, of course. And then inside my head, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> the one question I forgot to ask. So it, that was a beautiful surprise. But then also, you know, when they were in the hotel bar after hours and they're connecting and they've got it and they're doing it. And, you know, it's it's respectful. It, it's privacy, but it also it's it, it, it keeps your information. I mean, that's that was just incredible to me. That was my big third surprise. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think usually at this point when I'm like sitting in the software demo, I usually go, okay, this sounds all too good to be true. Right. Like, mm-hmm. right. And then usually the, well, we're going to ask the like, final question because I figure it's always at the end that everyone always asks is what does the cost look like? So how do people cost this out? Cause obviously like pricing determines there's you, people are just gonna have to get a quote to get the exact number, but I figure we can give people some mindset as far as what affects price and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. So we'll start with, uh, well, let's start with uh, Simon uh, talking from the click perspective. And then maybe Shana, you can talk a little bit about it from the, the cost perspective as well. Any tips right. or tricks. So what goes into it? Yeah. So in terms of, of pricing, so we, we price per attendee in terms of wearables, in terms of user license as well. And then it always depends on number of days. How, where is it in the world as well? Um, how many zones are we ta- are we tracking? If we are doing tracking, because you know we don't we don't always do tracking. Uh, um, the one thing that we don't do is price out per feature because we don't want to get into that conversation with people. We want people to buy the platform and to buy what we do. And if they decide to use gamification, good for them. If they decide not to use contact exchange shame on them no it's up it's up to them um and then there's like other variable prices and is if we do access control we have we need to have uh ipads multiple ipads well we rent out the ipads as well um uh so these are the information we're looking for when we do pricing i like it and 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 shana as far as like when it came to pricing when you were looking at was were you initially shocked that it was expensive? You know, were you, did you think it was reasonable? What was kind of your thought process and tips around pricing when it came to the, the process? Um, I think there was a, uh, it was right in line and I, I kept doing the double check because I was looking at other beacon technologies out there and, and, and the equipment, honestly, that was, some of it was pretty archaic. Um, and I'm like, I can't put that out there. Like I just, from can't. other platforms specifically. Yeah. So. From other platforms. And, um, and so, but I'm like, but you're at the same price point. So I kept saying, thinking, what am I missing? What am I missing? And, you know, the zone tracking, you know, and, and how they do large zones, medium zones, small zones, and the costs affiliated with that, you know, the proposal, I learned to talk through line item by line item by the end of it, you know, you're getting everything and then you realize, okay, you know, if we don't get these pieces of equipment returned, this is going to be some cost on us. You know, you have to, then you're assuming right of getting those badges back, those buttons back. Um, the one thing I can say I was pleasantly surprised about is, you know, when you do the proposal, you do the best you can, especially when you're planning so far in advance. You know, this year we were planning out a good 10, 12 months in advance for this conference coming up and we're already planning 2021. Um, is that afterwards, you know, Andrew calls me back and he's like, all right, we got this many devices back. We ended up not needing to track this and this and this got canceled. And, you know, they're so fair that I ended up getting a check back for what we had proposed for and didn't, but you know, you prepay. And I was like, wow, I'm going to really, my VP is going to love me. I'm like, here's a check for, you know? And so it, it wasn't one of those situations where there weren't on these extra fees and things going on where you felt like maybe you got a little bit ripped off in another area. They keep such a close eye on what's happening. And of course, with an event, you're going to have to have flexibility. There's going to be on-site changes. So they were able to do here, but then they didn't need to do here. So all of those um, modifications were kept track of so well. uh, And it just, that was very impressive to me. So it it is an investment. I mean, you you can't go into this thinking it's it's not going to be, you know, $10,000 and you can cheapen your, I wouldn't, there's not like a way you can get a low, medium and, and high package but it's worth the investment because data is indisputable. Like that is hard fact. So now when we're going into doing our prospectus and I say that the, like we make 60,000 connections for an average of this much. And then, you know, whatever we're going to be doing in the future years with boosts and pricing and, and what we're going to be able to offer them fact wise, 
I mean, you, you literally can't put a price tag on that. Um, and, and it's, I think it's about respect too, with people already investing so much money and, and times are changing. It's good that I can say to this company, now you can go online and you can print out hard data facts of how, what was your dwell time of people staying in your booth? This is exactly how many people came into your booth. That, it, you can go into any CEO's office and say, this is what it costs, this is what ROI, and this is where we can go with in the future. I mean, it's just financial sense. So. Yeah, kind of set me up. Um, uh, as, did I want to make sure that we had a chance to talk about the sustainability aspect of it? Um, so, oh, Simon, yeah. if you can talk a little bit about kind of the the payback program and how that all works with with getting the buttons back and all that kind of thing, because I think it is important uh, in you know as 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 a lot of events are looking to to kind of be more sustainable, a little bit more eye toward the green, making sure that we're using technology in the way that makes the most sense in a way that's going to be the most sustainable. Right. So, so our, all of our wearables uh, can be uh, returned, can be recycled and reused. So, and, and we do it for, I would say 95, 98% of our events. Uh, not often does it happen that people just buy and leave them and, and, and don't leave them. Sorry. Um, I think that, you know, again, we're in 2020 that things have changed drastically in the last few years and people know that they are wearing a plastic wearable and, and, and that's completely fair. Um, so we do reuse them and we do resell them to, uh, to other clients. Uh, and, and in terms of next step, we are working on our side with more sustainable plastic source. Uh, that is something that we are looking into for sure. Uh, uh, on our Pixmob brand, so we have two brands of Pixmob and Mark and, and Click. On our Pixmob brand, we just launched a 100% uh, um, recycled plastic wristband uh, that we used for the first time during the Super Bowl this year, the, the halftime show. Um, so we are extremely conscious about that, and we are extremely uh, uh, wary of, 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 of plastic usage, and that's where we're going. Well, I, I think too, it. we're a hundred percent, well, 99.9%, .9%, right? You can't say you're a hundred. Um, in our conference, we don't even do plastic water bottles for anybody. We do just the, the jugs and with click being able to go into a presentation session and it automatically passively, if you're sitting into a session for a certain amount of time and you can set that time, you know, 10%, 20%, 30%, it'll put the presentation directly into the mobile app. So you've got it electronically you know we don't print program guides we don't you know we it's all digital signage um so clicks product supports that as well and, and helps us keep that sustainability going and i think yeah, we're gonna we have do... to come back and do another episode on PixMob because that's a whole nother discussion <laughs> and that's a whole um, a whole other show and will and i have a little running thing going on about their how it was used at the super bowl so we'll have to bring bring that in as part of this more than happy to jump back on one. Yeah, you should do one uh, behind one of your next upcoming concerts and do a behind the scenes podcast. Oh, there we go. Oh. I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> uh, tickets to <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tickets. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel someone asking for tickets in a gentle way. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, it has been phenomenal. I cannot tell you how I, I really think this is going to be useful to to folks that are listening. Unfortunately, we have to kind of start wrapping up here as we go. Um, so, real quick, as we as we start to uh, sort of start to wrap, um, you know, what, what didn't we ask that you feel like needs to be gotten across? You know, as you're starting to look at this type of technology, what's a, you know, what's a question that you recommend people ask as they're exploring their options and as they're looking at different potential vendors? I, I would say two things. Uh, first thing is, what are, what are your objectives? A lot, again, slapping on technology to a show floor or just to have technology or just, you know, if you call us to have flashy badges or whatever, you're calling us for the wrong reasons. Um, call us because you have some objective to, to, to digitalize your event. You want to have data. You want to increase engagement. You want to connect people more. Like, get those uh, objectives straight. Uh, um, and I think that that's extremely important. If you're looking, and, and my second point would be, if you're looking for a 50 cent uh, RFID wristband to do brand activation or whatever, um, don't, again, don't call us. That's, that's not what we do. That is not what we are. Um, um, so I think that having clear objectives and making sure that you want to get on board with a, uh, a strong engagement platform and a strong technology is, is the way to go for sure. 
Um, I, I would say, you know, one of the reasons I think that I've had the success that I've had in my career, it's a large part because of the network that I've had uh, in the event industry and um, had some incredible people who, you know, come into my world. And I think having to bounce off things like this with a safe group of geeks, you know, whether you go out for that six hour dinner or what, but you know, it's like kind of Jeff Goldblum said it best in Jurassic Park, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And, you know, look at it, make sure you get that internal stakeholder buy-in and, and make sure you have people on your team and, you know, don't be afraid to say, this is really cool, but let's put it off or let's go to another show that's using it. Um, I think that's a really critical um, it, it, it's, you know, there's the fear factor. It's, it's very new. It's very different. It's very cutting edge. Mm -hmm. And with everything you do, um, there is a risk and, you know, you've got to think about your attendees. Bottom line is, is talk to your attendees and ask them what they think and, and bring your network into it. I love it. Oh my gosh. You guys, this has been such a phenomenal episode. Uh, I really hope that everyone who's listening, you have found a humongous amount of value in hearing from us, whether you heard of the platform or you're considering it or whatever it may be. Um, let us know what you think for sure. Um, I do want to give uh, just a ginormous thank you to Simon and Shayna for joining us today um, and giving you guys being real, being honest and transparent uh, throughout the entire process. And thank you guys so much for being on the show. Well, thank you guys. I mean, we didn't even get to talk about Star Wars or anything. Man. Oh, that's our other <laughs> podcast, the fourth endless podcast. Um, Brant, thank you so much for joining me today. As always, you are the pro of event technology and I couldn't have done it without you, sir. Much appreciated. Always, always. Awesome. Awesome. Brent, you want to go ahead and take everybody home uh, so they can go start to click away? I do. So Simon, please do let us know. Where can folks find out more about Click? Click.co, K-L-I-K dot C-O. All right. And if folks want to find out about your conference, uh, Shana, where, where would they want to check that out? National.connectsfm.com. Fantastic. And so, yeah, please, please, please go check that out. And uh, if that sounds like a conference you're interested in going to, or if Click sounds like a product you're interested in using, please do reach out. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Be sure and check us out each and every week at eventtechpodcast.com. There you're going to see the show notes, the links to all of the resources that get shared, the transcripts, the links to subscribe in all of your favorite podcast apps, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, all the pods and all the casts. We want to be where you're <laughs> at. So we want to know what you think. Please do contact us at hashtag event tech podcast or reach out using good old fashioned email event tech podcast at helloendless.com. Let us know if this journey was helpful. If you want to hear more types of these things, we've got some in the works already. We want to get more of these types of software reviews into your hands. So please do let us know if that's proving to be helpful. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time on the event tech podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.